He'd had a nice time, plenty of company, and the fence had three coats. Tom had discovered a great law. For a person to covet a thing, it's only necessary to make the thing difficult to get. Works whatever one is obliged to do. Plays whatever one isn't obliged to do. Before school Monday, Tom encountered Huckleberry Finn, son of the town drunkard. Huck didn't attend school or church. Homeless, he came and went of his own free will. Mothers hated and dreaded him, but the children all admired and wished they dared be like him. Tom was no different. Hello, Huckleberry. What's that? Dead cat to cure warts. Tom had never heard that method, although he knew several involving beans and particular words. You go to the graveyard, Huck explained, at midnight. When somebody wicked's been buried, devils will come take the dead, throw the cat after him, and the warts will follow. Hoss Williams was buried Saturday. He weren't likely going to heaven, so I aim to watch his grave. Well, let me go with you, Tom asked. I'll meow outside your window tonight. At school, Tom sat next to Becky Thatcher, the new girl he'd been showing off for. He gave her a peach, and then he drew a picture and wrote some words, which he hid. Becky made him show her. He had written, I love you. Oh, you bad thing, Becky said, but she blushed and looked pleased. Come recess, when everyone else went to lunch, they met in the lane, walked, talked, shared chewing gum, and got engaged. Do you remember what I wrote? asked Tom. Can I say it? Yes, but some other time. No, now, please, I'll whisper it ever so easy. Tom passed his arm around her waist and whispered close to her ear. Now you, he entreated. You mustn't ever tell, Becky whispered. I love you. They played and chased around the desks and benches until they stopped dodging and kissed. Then Tom said too much. He mentioned his past sweetheart's name. Becky's feelings were hurt. Tom didn't see why they should be, since he hadn't known her then. But Becky wouldn't trust him. Then Tom's feelings were hurt. He left her there and didn't come back to school that afternoon. He escaped to Cardiff Hill, his soul torn by loneliness. He thought of the people he knew who died and imagined how Becky would feel if he disappeared. If only he could run away and be an Indian, or no, better, a pirate. Tom lay awake that night, listening. A cricket began. Next, the ghastly ticking of the Death Watch beetle made him shudder. Somebody's days were numbered. Then a far-off dog howled. The clock chimed eleven. Caterwauling in the alley raised a neighbor's cry of, Scat, you devil! One minute later, Tom was up and out through his window. Huckleberry was there with his dead cat. They headed off silently. A half hour later, faint wind moaning through the trees, Tom and Huck hid silently within the protection of three elms close to the fresh grave. Tom seized Huck's arm. Shh! Hear it? Tom, the devils are coming! If we're still... Maybe they won't notice us. Figures approached. 
one carrying a lantern. Oh, Tom, it's devil fire. Devil's all right. Three of them. Tom began to say his prayers, but Huck interrupted. They're humans. One of them's Muff Potter. He won't notice us. He's drunk. I know another of them voices, Tom whispered. Injun Joe. Druther, they was devils. Injun Joe was known as a thief and a knife fighter, a man without a tribe, treacherous to all. What are they up to? The one with the lantern was Doc Robinson. The others had a handbarrow and shovels. They were stealing the corpse for the doctor to dissect. Doc Robinson sat right against one of the elms. Finally, Spade struck Coffin. The men hoisted it out, pried it open, dumped the body on the ground. Now.